Hey everyone, welcome to Jojo's World. We're back, baby. We're back and we're bigger than ever. We're deep in the trenches and we are the Grand Canyon. The time, World War II, place, uh, that Death Stranding dream dimension. Uh, Hitler rises to power. We're fighting skeletons. Our good friend Hannibal is there. And I'm Liam S. Smith, one of your co-hosts. And I'm Nick Ballantyne, the other one of the co-hosts. We definitely remember how to podcast uh, professionally and entertainingly. Mm. Uh, This is, of course, JoJo's World, our JoJo's Bizarre Adventure recap and discussion podcast, where today we are commencing our recap and discussion of JoJo's Bizarre Adventure Part 6... Stone Ocean, yes, available exclusively for a little while on <laughs> Netflix.com. Oh, it's good. Then airing in Japan, I think, starting in January. And then once they catch up, Netflix will release another 12-episode batch or whatever. Uh, and then so on and so forth until we exhaust our episodes and enter yet another dark time. Oh, God, it feels good. It feels Nick, real good. I think it's worth taking a sec mm-hmm. to just welcome back everyone, especially those who may have dipped out during our off-season expeditions. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, welcome. Hello. I'm Liam. And and I'm still Nick. Uh, for those of you who didn't listen to us during the off-season, uh, we... we um, Went insane. <laughs> we <laughs> delved into a, a fun little variety of shows, all of which I think involved child abuse in some format. <laughs> Wait a minute, Promare was a movie that... Okay, sh- I'm counting well, the shows. And there were some kids genocided in Promare. That's true, that is very <laughs> true. And I guess it was also kind of traumatic given he didn't really have a father figure. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's, fine, it's fine. It's all good. Well, it's not, but it's um, fine. Just, we smashed through Netflix Castlevania, uh, <laughs> the King of Fires animated show. Oh. Uh, Bakano, the uh, most ambitious dub Funimation ever did, which you, you can't watch anywhere. Literally, Unless you do the same arcane rituals we did. <laughs> uh, and that was followed, I think, by Revolutionary Girly Tenor, wasn't it? All good shows. Yeah. All good animu. Nick, before we dive right on into um, Jojo's Bizarre Adventure Part 6, Stone Ocean, Ooh. I've got a bit of listener correspondence. Okay. Uh, this is from uh, past writer, long, long-time listener, second-time writer, Overly Oval. Oh my god, okay. Who has updates on our predictions for the (laughs) (laughs) off-season. Okay, go on then. Okay, so this is picking up from um, when you were making predictions towards the end of um, part three, by the sounds of it. Part three? Yeah. Oh, God, okay. That must have been, what, 12 years ago? (laughs) A hundred years ago. The year was 1888. And a young jo- Jonathan Joestar. <laughs> Jonathan Joestar. <laughs> Mr. Joestar. Oh, God, yes. Um, so by their own admission, this is fairly uh, stream of consciousness. So uh, sometimes the grammar's a bit off, but we'll just smash through a few of these. I'm sorry, didn't he say he was a writer? No. Oh. I said that they'd written into the show before. Oh, okay. <laughs> I was just like, oh, but isn't he? He would be able to know basic grammar. No, none of our fans would know basic grammar. Boom. Flaming our fans yet again. It feels like old times. It does. Yeah. As a podcaster, particularly as an Australian podcaster, you've Mm. got to get in there right off the bat and establish a strong adversarial relationship with your listeners. Mm. And you know who I have an adversarial relationship with? Our patrons. (laughs) Who this week, I think, 
The patron of choice is the one that I'm going to shout out right now. The one who's been with us since the very start. Well, not like the, the start stuff, but like of, of this ep at the very least. <laughs> of, I think it's pronounced... Good start. Say Sayington. Say Sayington. With two C's. Say Sayington. K- you can't say no. K-Kayington? Anywho. Anyway. <laughs> Thanks. Thank you. And thank you for accepting my adversarial tone. Thank you to you and all of the other psychos and worms who <laughs> supported us when we were producing literally no content for three months. Thank you for sticking with us and paying us to be fucking morons. Thank you so much. We really appreciate it. Um, um, <laughs> I would just say again, you know, you don't have to pay the money. <laughs> Episode 26, Nick said that Jojo in part 3 would be comedically humorless and it would take place in Japan and there'd be more locations from real life. Mm. Episode 38, Liam predicted that they before they started watching part 4, the part 5 anime will start. Ooh. Episode 47, Nick said once they reach Egypt, part 3 will be l- less travel based and more them trying to find where Dio is hiding. Hey, look, I'm not saying I have perfect prescience, but so far so good. At 48, Nick said that the high priestess would attack the sea, attack the submarine and she would be under the sea. Did that happen? Yep. At 50, oh. Nick said Dio stand was the world and that the naming theme for stand in the second season of part three would be Egyptian gods. Episode 51, <laughs> Nick said that Kakuin would be temporarily blind. Episode 62, Nick said that King Crimson would be a future antagonist. Yes. Real, real longbow <laughs> shot there. <laughs> it's a real kind of like, okay, now look, I know two things about our boy. Uh, not Kikuchi. What's his name? <laughs> Araki. That's his <laughs> oh name. Oh my God, it has been a long time. Jeez. I know two things about Araki. He likes prog rock and he's old. Ep 65, Nick said that Darby had a brother. Did I? Episode 69. Nice. Nick said that Dio stand would be like Star Platinum. Nice. Episode 70. Nick said that Dio stand stops time for five seconds and Dio would be killed by being punched really hard. <laughs> Dio's world would be three parts. <laughs> Just to think one of my predictions was, oh yeah, it'll stop for five seconds. <laughs> Did I also mention a countdown? I can't remember. Like he would literally count down the seconds or some bullshit like that. Which I think happened, which is awesome, mm-hmm. I think. That, yeah, that, that was that era where you were getting real close. <laughs> we were all very scared for my mental well-being. No man can survive being that in tune with Hirohiko Araki's consciousness. Exactly, exactly. Episode 71, he said the pincer attack will fail. Kakuin's plan will also fail with him learning Dio's ability but not being able to stop Dio. Of course. Episode 72, Nick said that Jotaro will move in stopped time. Mm-hmm. Episode 111, guess that Okiyasu will come back to life. Episode 112 said that Kobayashi would try to scam someone in the next and final episode of Diamond is Unbreakable. Did he? I don't remember who that mm. is. He's the guy with the lock. Ah, uh, Tamami, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'm sure that... I'm not sure where this is chronologically, but in Nick's Picks 15, he guessed that Part 5's song for the ED was released in the 2000s. Ooh. Episode 131, Nick said there'll be no main characters would die until they meet the boss. Episode 135, Nick said that King Crimson's second face had its own power. <laughs> Remember King Crimson's second face? <laughs> I forgot about the second face. All I remember was his first big face. <laughs> and then I was like, what else was Nick, that? Nick, that was, of course, that the genesis like... of our famous one face riffs. <laughs> was it? Was that the I genesis? So. I thought it was much before that. Nick said that Polnareff had fought Diavolo before and Diavolo thought he killed him. Mm. In episode 149, Nick said that you two would make great fan fiction, which we did in the... <laughs> patreon.com slash jojo's world 
Jojo Rymo episode a year ago. Which, technically, yes, that was great content. Now there's more, but as we've just done a chunk of Jojo, I figure we can split these up over the next few episodes, maybe make it a bit of an end-of-episode end of treat, okay. work through the uh, different off-season shows. Yeah. So we'll get back to that. Nick. Yes. The year is... 2000. And 11. You would think so, Nick, but <gasps> that's not what I'm saying. What? It's 2021? Well, yes, it is 2021 when the anime of JoJo's Bizarre Adventure Part 6 Stone Ocean airs. However, the manga release of this particular television program... Uh, yes? ...premiered mm -hmm. May 1st, 2000. What? 2000? May 1st, 2000. So we're 11 years in the future yeah. from... What? Which is why, which is why, Nick, in, in, when the lawyer pulls out a phone in this episode, yeah. it looks super old. <laughs> well, I mean... Real breaking, pre-breaking bad style, pre-invincible <laughs> pre Motorola, uh, <laughs> you know, little antenna coming out of the top. Yeah, just big chunky brick boy. Mm -hmm. Oh, I'm so sorry, Nick. I'm, I'm, I'm mistaken. The in-store date of these, this first volume, first chapter uh -huh. was December 7th, 1999. Ooh. We are recording this, of course, on December 11th. So that was almost... Like, that was almost well-timed. <laughs> yeah. That was all, we almost did a thing there. Oh, sorry. No, hang on. Wait. Well, I'm just checking the calendar now. It's December 7th on, <laughs> on, on the calendar. They'll never know. They'll never know. Cut, cut. <laughs> <laughs> And it takes place in 2011. November 2011 to start with. Weird that it's like 11 years in the future when it's a story that does not need to be told 11 years in the future. Doesn't it? I don't know well, yet. Well, Nick, you remember when part, Jojo's Bizarre Adventure Part 4 started, Diamond is Unbreakable. Mm. That uh, was being released in the early 90s, but took place in the summer of 1999. True. That magical summer where anything seemed possible, even the Millennium Bug, Y2K. Rude. It did seem possible. <laughs> we were all very scared. Well, I was, and I was a child. I had no real conception of the co potential consequences. Yeah, I was hoping it pulled through. Look, we're all rooting for the Millennium Bug, the only thing that can save us from capitalism. <laughs> all the banks shut down. The and Millennial we all go to Bug. Zero. The Millennial Bug? Yep. Yikes. Okay, episode Juan. It's 2011. Nick, shut up. Yeah. I'm going to share with you. <gasps> Some words of wisdom no. from our friend. Oh my God. The creator of Jojo's Bizarre Adventure, part six, Stone Ocean, in addition to Jojo's Bizarre Adventure, part one, <gasps> Phantom Blood, Jojo's Bizarre Adventure, part two, Battle Tendency, Jojo's Bizarre Adventure, part three, Stardust Crusaders, Jojo's Bizarre Adventure, part four, Diamond is Unbreakable, <laughs> Jojo's Bizarre Adventure, part five, Vento Oreo, Jojo's Bizarre Adventure Part 7, Steel Ball Run, Jojo's oh Bizarre God. Adventure Part 8, Jojo Leon, oh. and the upcoming Jojo's Bizarre Adventure Part 9, Jojo Lands, title TBC, <laughs> as well as various spin-offs such as Thus Spoke Kashibe Rohan, that upcoming thing starring Josuke and Whole Horse. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Uh, and so on. Square bracket. Hirohiko Araki. Square bracket, girlish screams intensify, close square bracket. The protagonist of Jojo Part 6 is a woman. Why a woman? And it's in those little dramatic square brackets. <laughs> the only square brackets that are in Japanese anime or yeah. like, yeah. It's the same sort of brackets that people write their stand names in. Mm. 
Why do they exist I don't independently know. of... Okay. Why a woman? That's where it gets tricky. <laughs> Look, it was 2000, okay? It was a, <laughs> it was a weird different t- time. It was weird. She's a JoJo protagonist, so she's got to be tough enough to not get disheartened, even if she gets her face punched in. Sorry, Fair. sorry, I misread that. Even if she gets punched in the face. Oh, but okay. I, mis- I prefer my, my interpretation. <laughs> Your take. But sometimes she might be crawling around a ditch or she might have her legs spread open and fall from the top of a building. <laughs> Having it be a woman is a bit of a tricky setup. But thinking about that gap, it actually seemed interesting. And it could be a person with great humanity like the Virgin Mary. <laughs> <laughs> I think given the very first scene in the anime, we can confirm probably not the Virgin Mary. <laughs> I felt I just had to make the protagonist a woman. Hmm. Hmm. Okay, didn't really answer the question, but okay. All right, fair enough. Nick, shut up. What? Additional author's note. (gasps) I'm using this page to offer my thanks to the people who helped me me with the realisation of this volume. Mr. Takashi Mizutani, attorney, who graciously offered his time to teach me the differences between Japanese and American laws. Ah. Jeff Friend and Yoko Friend, his wife, Japanese translators who lived in New York and Miami, Florida, Lieutenant Alejandro, director of the Turner Gilford Knight Correctional Center. Oh my god. Of course, if you find a single wrong fact in this volume, these people shouldn't be blamed. I assume the entire responsibility of the content of this volume is the author. I mean, to be fair, stands probably don't exist, so, you know. Mm. Yeah. He's got us there. So, Nick. Yes. Jojo's Bizarre Adventure. Part 6, Stone Ocean. Jojo's a woman now? What? So, we open a Netflix anime series. What's the title of this episode? I have no fucking clue. I assume it's part one. Stone Ocean. Yes, Stone Ocean. Is it actually just Stone Ocean? Yep. No. Hang on. It is. Stone Ocean episode one, Stone Ocean. God damn it. We enter. Jojo's a woman. Sexism is over now. We open on a scene (laughs) of Jolene... No, no, there's a bit of a cold open of the... uh, of the car crash. So, but but the first scene of real consequence we have mm-hmm. is opening on Jojo in a holding cell being embarrassed at being caught masturbating by a prison guard. But we also got to remember that the first scene is her being like, it was raining. Yeah, 5.35pm, yeah. standing on the right at the side of the road, a dead man on the side of the road, bleeding, looks a bit like Doppio. He's on the side of the road, dead. Mm-hmm. She is October 28, 2011. Ooh. She's got a tattoo. Uh, it's kind of skimmed over in this episode of the anime, but that's meant to be like a gang tattoo. Oh. Oh. Mm. She's in bad with it. Yeah, she had, mm. a, she had a juvenile delinquent phase. Much like her very own father, Jotaro Kujo. Who, we will find out soon, is both of the marine biologist and a questionably okay dad. But, I mean, she's still alive, so we'll see. So... Um, yeah, we're in the prison cell and Jolene is making a a racket that's annoying all the other prisoners because she's repeatedly smashing her face against her bed frame. And she's like, no, I can't live any longer. Why? No. So this is something that's uh, different in the the manga as well. Mm -hmm. In the manga, they talk about how this one male prison guard uh, looks like Tom Cruise. Okay. That's why he looked like that. (laughs) Okay, sure. (laughs) The one who saw... Looks like Tom Cruise saw me masturbating. I'll never masturbate again. And uh, the woman we come to know as Ernest Costello is in the adjacent cell being like, ha 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 ha, I don't believe that you'll never do it again. 
We're in prison. And then this other, like, vaguely antagonistic character that we never see again is like, Ah, oh, you're gross! And she's like, oh yeah, well I bet you've done it too. And, oh yeah, well I bet I could last longer than you. It's like, we're just doing that episode of Seinfeld now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. They all go into complete silence and then walk away from each other and just stay in their cells for multiple days. <laughs> One of them throws over a bag of ramen and is like, You're out. Yep, I'm out. I'm out. There's also these two weird looking twins. <laughs> Do we ever see them again? No. Hmm. Not that I remember, at least. They look like, um... Oh, what are they? So, full disclosure, I, I have, in the past, read Stone Ocean, of course. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have also watched all of the uh, currently released anime episodes. Mm. But beyond that, my memories of it of it is a bit fuzzy. And through all of that, you cannot explain the existence of these two twins. No. And twins. Don't trust them. And they're gag anime caricatures. Mm-hmm. Nor this, uh... What one scene antagonist with like a shock of red hair and a heap of facial piercings? Well, I was like, oh yeah, they're gonna come back with that design. They're gonna come I back. I don't think they do. Oh my god, how though? Like, look at them. They I shouldn't give details it. away. That's the game we play. That's true. That's the game we play between you and I. Anyway, we don't need to dwell on this scene for too long. Okay, you get it. So basically, she's embarrassed that she got caught masturbating in her cell by because a she was like, uh, I, the the way the the light was, the moonlight was coming through the jail bars was just really hot. So I had to masturbate. It was turning and me look, on. We've all gotten turned on by the moon before. You don't need to be embarrassed about it. Oh fuck yeah, I love space. <laughs> I love space. Uh, oh, and then she does like this uh, Japanese fortune telling thing where to the antagonist woman, like, oh, I bet you're in for sexual assault, aren't you? The color of your r- ring finger on your right hand <laughs> reveals all. And they're like, everyone's shocked. And then just like Jolene, suddenly the picture of dignity emanating ominous katakana. <laughs> I said to you when we were watching, like, you know, she started on the real back foot in that conversation, but a real power move to end it with her dignity. <laughs> Just literally like, I'm so embarrassed at masturbating. Oh, I bet you couldn't last that long. Oh, couldn't I? Boom. Slam it. I'm in control of this conversation. <laughs> Zoom in on her birthmark. Oh, she's, she's a, a Joe. Joe star. Oh, do we have to say the full name? Cujo. Oh, she's a Joe-ster. So the guards come by, including uh, Tom Cruise. Ah, uh, and Her- Hermes is like, uh, oh, you're uh, Japanese-American, right? Uh, I wonder who her dad is. And then, what are you in for? Me, I get at a liquor store robbery. I'm innocent, Jolene says. And then cuffs on her hands in a potent symbol. And she's got beautiful green nail polish done. Oh, she's really about that green. You know what my favourite colour is? Green. Is it? It is actually It's a good colour. Yeah. So maybe part six is going to be a good part. Um, we get a sort of, we don't get the OP or the ED this episode because there's a lot to pack in, Mm -hmm. but uh, we get a sort of like scene transition title card, which like, you know, like, uh, VHS, like image flickering Uh, sort of stuff. Yeah. Yeah, Uh, yeah, Just kind of that with like the full moon and then just the logo. To remind us of masturbation. (laughs) Yeah, sure. That's what that is. (laughs) From henceforth, when you look at the moon, think, ah, the moon, masturbate. The moon in part six is a potent symbol of (laughs) self-love. The dignity that it has in the, in the night sky should remind you of the beauty between your legs. Jolene's in with her lawyer. Uh-huh. He explains that in the past, she was arrested for robbery twice, mm-hmm. so she won't be granted parole. Also, he looks like a fucking goblin. I think he looks like an elf. What? He got big old elf ears. Yeah, he's got elf ears, but goblins he's also have elf ears. question marks on his tie, indicating his ambiguous nature. <laughs> Lawyers. 
Questionable. Their pink question marks are the opposite of the usual green associated Ooh. with the Riddler. Ah, so he is the anti-Riddler. Yeah. He is the, the riddle. answerer of riddles. <laughs> he is the guy who will provide the riddle answer, and that answer is unknown. I, I listened to um, a bit of the dub of the first episode just to see what it was like. Shout out to... Uh, Jojo superfan, uh, an accidental one-time tagger of us on Twitter, Kira Buckland, for landing the role of Jolene. Oh, are you talking about boss bitch, half Japanese, half Egyptian, no, fucking baller? No, that's, that's Ifarus. Okay, I take it all back. Whoever the you English are. voice of Jolene. Ah, uh, Kira Buckland. Yeah. yeah. Is she the voice of 2B? Yeah. Oh, Kira Buckland. You know. Oh, I know. She's going to come on this podcast one day. You have to understand, <laughs> all right? I'm saying right now, she's going to come on this podcast. We're going to grill her about her experience. So what was it like doing the masturbation scene? And if she says anything other than, oh, I love that scene, love I'll be movie. like, you need to get your act together, all right? <laughs> We're talking about JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. You can't say a bad thing about it, okay? Yeah, certainly we've never said a bad thing about it. No, I've only done predictions. Flashback to the strength episode, flashback to the Alessi episodes. Nothing could ever be bad about this show. (laughs) Yeah, anyway, the point is, I I checked out the first episode of the dub a bit, and Mm -hmm. the lawyer has such a bored voice, like it really suits... (laughs) A lawyer? Well, his nature in the the episode, particularly. Okay. He's just very, like, now, Miss Jolene, look, I get it. Miss Jolene, soon you will be transferred to Green Dolphin Street Prison. And it's just like, oh, I don't want to be here. You're wasting my time and my money. Like the pig He calls her is. Jojo and we get our classic, the character's name is Jojo thing, mm-hmm. where she's like, my mum used to call me Jojo, only she can call me that. I wonder if her dad was ever like, you know, uh, people used to call me Jojo too. It's kind of weird that you're calling our daughter that. <laughs> oh, Jojo, both of them peer out from the wall. Fierce gazes on, on their faces. What? Dinner's ready. Both of them are like, Yes. Do we ever talk about? We've talked, of course, talked a bit about JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, yes, Eyes we of have. Heaven, yep. oh. the PlayStation Four fighting game before. Oh yes. Um, Many a time have we referenced this game because of the way the timelines add up. They've, they added some scenes to that, uh, I believe, in Mario uh, Part Four era, oh. where there's little girl Jolene who appears for a couple of scenes. Oh, which is quite fun. That's nice. Yeah. What's she like as a small child? Oh, just a small, you know, classic small child. Yeah, I don't like that. But it's just a nice sort of thing they did, given they, they now have future knowledge that she was a small child at that time. Yeah. Interesting. Huh. Is it? <laughs> it's fine. She's like, what criminal record? I just borrowed a bike without asking. I was 14. I'm paying you. You've got to get me out of here. And he's like, yes, mm, that is true. I am, I am being paid an amount of money. And where's my mom? Wait, is that Jolene yeah. asking? She brought you a few things, but she's quite worn out. Anyway, here's some clothes and uh, a mysterious pendant. Even <laughs> even in part six, where the protagonist is related to Holly, would you believe Holly's a bit worn out in this part? She's probably never going to show up. So you, what, you, what you're, what you're theorising here, yeah. Nick, is that uh, protagonist of part three of Jojo's Bizarre Adventure, Jotaro Kujo, yep. Married his own mum. Oh yeah, no, you're right. No, yeah, it's been a while. Look, it's been it's been a little while. He's not cackling. Oh, what if uh, when they opened the locket and we see the picture of uh, Jolene's parents, it's Jotaro and Kakuin, and they're holding the egg she hatched out of. She's just there, going, "Ah, oh, my loving dads." We're like, 
I mean, there's nothing wrong with this, but it is a bit odd. And this this locket that they've brought her, it's like it's like such a fucking stand arrow ass yes. design on it. Yes, I like a golden I, scarab beetle sort of thing. I thought the stabby bit on that, like on the locket, because mm. on the top of it, it's got like a weird kind of um, like like how it? that bug was on top of the arrow um, in the last part. Yeah, it's got like a beetle horn. Yeah, and it's really fucking sharp. And I was like, oh, that's going to stab her, yeah. and then she's going to have a stand. Similar shape to um, the ladybug buttons on Giorno's outfit, too. The ladybug buttons. Yes, mm. yes, very. But much smaller, obviously. Yeah. Not that much smaller, actually. <laughs> and she's... Jolene is What's just like... this? What Ow, this? I hurt my finger. And then Fucking like, dumb the blood thing. is like flowing through the air everywhere. But then she looks back and it's gone. Yeah, her finger literally explodes yeah. open. And everyone's like, are you okay? And the and, guard's like, yeah. be quiet. Yeah. I say everyone's like, are you okay? Get ready. The lawyer. Get ready for a lot of guards saying, be quiet in this part. <laughs> a whole lot of, oh yeah, we're in a prison. Mm. Uh. So it opens on up uh, and we can see that there's a sh- unmistakably a shard of arrow in there. It's not even subtle. We're like, oh, okay, there's going to be stands. And what did you hear about my dad? Oh, your mum's attempting to contact him. His daughter's in a crisis after all. She moves the arrow and we unmistakably see a picture of... Jotaro Kujo in his part four style hat. Looking extremely unhappy to be existing as With usual. With an extremely vaguely normal? defined normal human woman. <laughs> With blonde hair that sort of tucks up at the back. Mm-hmm. Three straps for her skirt. Um, dress. D- or dress, <laughs> either way. Um, and Jotaro is just like... Mm. I, neither of them are smiling. <laughs> <laughs> Made like, for each what other. A, what a happy marriage. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like, I'm a marine biologist. I guess we don't know they're married. 2011, people can... Hey, hey, it's a Japanese anime and they've had a daughter. They're married, <laughs> okay? It's it's not, you know. And this is just a, the, the absolute exposition of this line. As you know, your father is a marine biologist. <laughs> <laughs> this is the lawyer talking yeah. to her. And it's like... Yes, your father. Who it's is like a marine biologist? When someone starts their impression with, hey, it's me, Jotaro Kujo. This is the peak of writing around what you're trying yeah, to say. Yeah. Like, you know when people are like, oh, you know, uh, Phil, uh, but they're trying to not say Phil. So they say, oh, you know, the guy with the weird hat, because everyone's seen him with a weird hat. And it's like, you piece it together. But you could have just said, oh, yeah, Phil, you know? The classic writer's tactic, you know? Like, I almost think it's the opposite of that. But okay, okay, yeah. It's a bad tactic, <laughs> yeah. but you know. Anyway, so she's like, I hate my dad. Throw this charm into the gutter perfectly. Kobe. I don't need this fucking dumb thing that stabbed me. Fuck you, dumb thing that stabbed me. But then she looks and she's got a little hole in her finger. More on that later. <laughs> More on that through the entirety of part six. There's a scene transition now. Let's take a quick sec. We haven't talked about Jolene's outfit and appearance yet. Ah. I'm going to paint a word picture for my friend Bradley who listens to the show but doesn't watch the... Let's start from the top of Jolene, which is the top of her head. Okay. She's got, like, hair buns. They are extremely wound with, like, hair tape. Okay, <laughs> like, like th- There's no hair there. It's just, like, tape. And she's got a uh, blonde fringe uh, and other blonde highlights, but her base hair is green. Hmm. She's got green lipstick, uh, dark green eyeshadow, or possibly black. The hair is extremely dark green. And she's got a very strong JoJo-esque face, as you could only expect. (laughs) With no smiling, 
hard mm-hmm. features. And then she, her outfit is what I would almost call like a sexy Spider-Man outfit. You know, like sexy Halloween costumes. Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, that, yeah. So it's like a sli- strapless top. Oh, um, it's so, got, sorry, uh, yeah, strapless shoulderless top. Uh, no, it, it conforms down into the dress, I yeah. would say. Yeah, where it's like the top part is like... Uh, it's like a, a gown at a, at a ball that you Yeah, wear. that's what I'm saying. It's strapless. Oh, oh okay. <laughs> it's got a lot of holes in it. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's got like sort of a web or string pattern. More mm. on that later. It's not got Fugo holes. It's got like big holes. Like sensible sized holes for clothing. <laughs> sure, yeah. yeah. Like it's backless. Exactly. Yeah. It's backless. It's sideless as well. Mm-hmm. Um, it's got those massive holes. And right on the front... Um, it's got a, a similar, but not quite the same, I think, as her tattoo. It's got a sort of butterfly with a dagger icon. And it's in the shape of, wait for it, a heart. Aha. Yeah. Possibly a visual reference to our best friend, Josuke Higashikata. <gasps> Who loves hearts. Mm. Who is related, I guess, vaguely to this? Um, to yes, this so he'd be her great uncle, I think. Hang on, hang on, wait. Joseph. He's technically Jotaro's uncle. Joseph. Father's Josuke. Joseph Father's Jotaro. Holly. Holly. <laughs> god damn it! Uh, Jotaro, next in line. Then next in line is... Oh my god. So... Great Uncle two. Josuke. Yeah, Great Uncle. Oh my god. Oh my god. What ramifications will this have for the upcoming prequel manga starring <laughs> Josuke and Whole Horse? Everything. Actually, I've, I've, I learned the name of that recently. I want to just double check what that was because it was crazy. Okay. I'll use this time to quench my thirst with Solo. Low on fizz so you can slam it down fast. We've we've said that so many times on this podcast. (laughs) We're back in winning form. Crazy Diamond's demonic heartbreak. Jesus Christ. Am I allowed to see any art for it, given it's a prequel? Um, let me just check, because there's also some... This thread also talks a bit about a part six character. Let me just check. There's nothing that'll give... No, so it's just... It's Josuke. He's got his big boy behind him. Big, angry, crazy diamond. Yep. And And whole horse. Who's just there, having a great time. Um, I I don't know if this was speculation or something that they've released about it, Mm. but I, um read that it was likely to be a prequel like take place prior to uh Jojo's Bizarre Adventure Part 4 Diamond is Unbreakable in the period before Crazy Diamond is given a name but Josuke still had the stand how is this gonna work with Whole Horse like how does he come into this I don't know okay all right sure weird weird so weird so lawyers She's like, lawyer, when is your next visit? In two days at the visitation room of Green Dolphin Street Prison's holding cell. (gasps) Green Dolphin Street? Let's see if that's anything. (laughs) It's like, what is a Green Dolphin? Hmm. Green Dolphin Street, a film released in 5th of November 1947. Oh. A man mistakenly proposes to the wrong sister and she travels to New Zealand to be with him. What? Is this like a New Zealand film or? I don't know. What? Uh, there's also a novel, which I assume the film is based on. And On Green Dolphin Street is a... Uh, a sequel? 1947 popular song composed by Bronislaw Kaper with lyrics Ooh. by Ned Washington composed Ooh. for the film. Right. Interesting. Became a jazz standard after it was recorded by Miles Davis in 1958. Ooh. There you go. There you go. We're back on the game. <laughs> Looking things up and... Killing it with voices. <laughs> so the, uh, it's Hermes and Jolene 
uh, getting transferred to prison. I think there's someone else in there, but she literally does not say, doesn't say or do yeah. anything. Oh, the other thing about Jolene, wearing high boots. Good to, good to say. Yeah, yes. come up to her knees, mm-hmm. they're armoured. Oh, and on her, like, I don't know if it's if it's a dress or, or skirt part of her main outfit or if it's a separate garment, but she's got, like, got these, like, pant things with, like, metal studs in them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. they're boots. They're armoured. They're armoured boots, right? Good for stomping on the... The, the dead. The necks of fascists. <laughs> Jolene, classically anti-antifa. Wait, hang, hang on. on. Yeah, I wasn't going to query that. I was going to let that slide. Yeah, okay, all right. So Hermes is like, hey, hey, you know what you need to do before you get in there, right? You need to get some uh, some Washingtons. You Benjamins. Know, sorry, Benjamins. You know, what, uh, you know what a Benjamin is? This actually happens after something, but we'll circle oh, back okay. to the other yeah, thing. Okay. Keep going, keep going. So she's all like, you got to get some Benjamins, otherwise you're fucked. <laughs> you're you're going to get fucked in prison. Jolene's like, well, I'm not even going to go to prison because my trial is going to go really well. Oh, you think your trial's going to go really well? <laughs> Poor, sweet, innocent, naive, stupid Jolene with your faith in the American justice system. Part of a gang, literally tattooed on your arm. Thinking you're gonna get away with it. Sweet, stupid Jolene. Dumb fucking fuck. Not like me, I'm Hermes Costello. I'm street smart and tough. I've been in the prison before. I know what it's like in there. And I have shoved money inside my breast implants. So Jolene literally is like, oh, are you gonna put the money in your hole or the other hole like in the movies? And Hermes is like, don't be ridiculous. That's the first place they check. And then she goes, you're not gonna put it in your boobs, are you? She's like, oh. I think she was like shit. making fun of her. Like, oh, would you sneak it in with your breast implants there? <laughs> and she's like, yeah, you got me. She's like, stits up straight. Like, oh no, she said it. Uh, so she reveals that she's got like some stitching there. Yeah. And it hurts and bleeds every time you have to pull the money out. But you got to get that money into prison or you, you're fucked. You got to get those Benjamins. Um, yeah. So a thing happened before that whole exchange where... Jolene somehow uh, was hearing conversations that were taking place in the uh, driver's, the closed driver's compartment of the truck. But how could that happen? Well, I don't know. Like, she heard someone in there uh, say it was like 10 minutes till we get there, which is crossing the bridge now. So then Jolene said it to make conversation. And it's like, how could you possibly know that? Oh, I heard it. No, you didn't. And then the shk compartment opened and the driver relayed that information to the guards in the Hermes has a moment of shock as she <gasps> realizes how? how could it be achieved it's, it can't be physically possible we can't hear them from there mm-hmm. so they get there uh and I think there's a oh, lot well, of statistics we, we are introduced it is November 11th 2:32 p.m. <gasps> That's my favourite time of the day! Green Dolphin Street State Prison and the Adjunct Probationary Cell, a.k.a. the Aquarium. (laughs) Hey, welcome to the Aquarium. The premises cover 120 square kilometres. That's pretty big. There are 708 male, 523 female, uh, and 452 minor inmates. It's a mixed pr- sex prison. Mixed sexes, equality. Also minors around adults. Feminism is... O- uh, it, wait, no. Sexism is over. We can have mixed, mixed sex prisons. Ageism is dead. Minors with the adult murderers. <laughs> <laughs> Hooray! Yeah, we did it! Well, what we'll see in future episodes, you've hit on something interesting there, Nick. Like... I, I, Are you going to say some shit about, like, the vicious cycle? No, 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 no. Okay. Just be- because of the nature of wanting to, like, tell a story where 
where people can go places and do things. Like, it's a weirdly progressive prison complex in a lot of ways. <laughs> okay, all right. You'll see. Okay. So the aquarium is more like the ocean. Well, it is on an island, isn't it? Oh, it's a stone ocean. Mm. Oh. Um, and we see like some aerial shots of it. I don't know if we did in this episode, but we mm-hmm. will in future where it's like this whole island is the complex and there's like surrounding farmland. There's surrounding farmland? More on that later. Okay. It's a bit like um, the, the women's prison on... Uh, this is the most... Orange is the in, new black. This is the most Perth reference we oh, will okay. ever make. You know the women's prison on like Roe Highway? Yeah. And it's like right next to that, there's a winery. Like, <laughs> I forgot about that. And it's like, okay, so if they break out, they're going to have a great time and then they're going to run. Mm. Yeah. It's like right in the middle of like 30 restaurants and like... So I'm really glad you made that reference because I thought you were going to start delving into the uh, mass grave on Rottnest Island. We'll get there. We'll all get <laughs> there's there. There's time. Look, the quackers are going to show up in this part. I can feel it. So, um, Tom Cruise comes in. Tom Cruise, prison guard. Yep, yep. And he's like... Inmate 21 and 29, which is Jolene and the other woman, this is your stop. Hermes Costello, you stay here. And she's like, what? Oh no. Oh no, they're going to inspect me? Lots of ominous katakana as Jolene arrives at the prison and scopes out the electric fence and the sniper towers. 2,000 volts. That could kill a man, but not a woman. (laughs) (laughs) No man could survive this level of electricity. (sighs) I am no no man. man. (laughs) Sweep sword through the guards. The female inmates, they're testing, they're testing the electric fences. They never attack the same spot <laughs> twice. Oh, they can't open a door. <laughs> Clever girl. <laughs> just, just Tom Cruise guard becomes that guy yeah, from Jurassic Park. Oh, you Park. mean Muldoon? Yeah, who's just like, they can't open doors. They're women. <laughs> oh, fuck. <laughs> He's just there with this shotgun for no reason. Oh my god. Anyway. Well, well, it is the United States of America. Exactly, exactly. We're in a prison called the Aquarium. They have doors there. Yep, and they have shotguns there. Yeah. It's in Florida? Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Anything could happen. Anything. You thought it was bizarre before? There was a character that we saw in this episode that Nick laughed for the entirety of their scene at because of their appearance. (laughs) I cannot wait if he comes back. I cannot wait to say... We'll get there. So Jolene gets off the van and because of her forming stand power, yep. she basically just hears like Hermes getting assaulted by these guards for money. Mm-hmm. And uh, she's like, oh no, oh no, is the prison system not just <laughs> and right? No. No, absolutely not. They're, they're definitely assaulting her right now. Uh, Hermes brought decoy money in her hair. Ah, uh, uh, money within money. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Uh, but they want more, so she's in trouble. Uh, and... Uh, she pushes back and then the guards are going to like beat her with their truncheons. But Jolene's string has snaked her new string power that she has. <laughs> yeah. Has snaked out of her, that hole in her finger. And, and it's into, like, <laughs> which is, I guess, like, you know, right tin can on a string style, how she's listening to this. Ah, of course. It's right in somewhere that she is hearing things. But it's kind of unclear where it is at this exact time. Yeah. Uh, and like as it set, stretches out further, we like see the skin in her hand start to unravel. And mm-hmm. so like she could, you know, she's got a limit on how far she can unravel based on the mass of her body. And now she doesn't have bones. She has strings. <laughs> oh. she's, she is the next stage of human evolution. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. She is spirals. <gasps> oh my God. She's that guy from, from uh, Gurren Lagan who's like, yes. Spirals. You mean I everyone from yes. Gurren Lagan? Yes, exactly. <laughs> anyway, 
<laughs> it's the classic JoJo's World formula. Uh, so to make a long story short, Tom Cruise guard goes to do a big strike with his truncheon uh, and the string snakes around uh, it and the tension of it causes it to like go taut and slice his ear off. <gasps> also, cool thing is that all their words are in katakana on the string yeah, yeah, which is like, like ooh. visual representation of the way yeah. the sound flows back to her which is cool anyway so jolene is like oh, something's happened better fuck that guy up with my string magic uh we get a lot of exclamation marks and a lot of what and this dude's ear is on the wall of the van and i really like that effect where like just the blood runs down the string from behind his head that's uh, a really nice way of framing mm. that. I though, thought... though, I isn't the string. Wouldn't the string be invisible to all non-stand users? Yes. Even though the lawyer can see it at the end of the episode. Yeah, but he's dying. <laughs> um, but yeah, there would just be blood coming down. Nothing. Yeah. And it would just be in the air. And then she snags some money at the same time. It's on the back of her hand when the string comes back. And it's like, what? How does this work? Did that stone cause that? What did my old man send me? Oh. Meanwhile, a couple of days ago on November 8... She's looking at her finger after it was stabbed by the charm with the lawyer. At 11pm. Yes. <laughs> the Well, I mean, you know, it's a 24-hour job, you know? Yeah. Remember how I tossed that charm in the, in the other meeting? I wonder why that happened. Oh, I don't care. Anyway, let's talk plea bargains. So what's a plea bargain, Liam? So that's when... How does, how does it work in uh, Ace Attorney? I don't know if they really come up in Ace Attorney a lot. Well, fuck Ace Attorney. We're talking about JoJo's world. Okay. Uh, I have been playing a lot of The Great Ace Attorney Chronicles. The classic Maybe prequel that? series. Well, there's two of them re released as a bundle on the Nintendo Switch. Uh, nice. Really glad that I played it for the first time as this bundle because more than any other game in the series, like they are very definitely meant to be played as a pair. Because oh. like the first one sets up so many threads that are only picked up on in the second. And... I see, I see. Right. So it's definitely like, yep, play them together. Yeah. Like, but, but so good. Like Herlock Sholmes is in it, uh, and he's like, Herlock. He's Sholmes. a highly competent idiot, and like you do like. This is, this is more of a conversation for my other podcast, Mr. Yeah. Prince Detective Agency, but you do like accusation parlor style stuff where he comes in and is like, aha, I can tell from the, uh, the grit on your boots that you are responsible for digging the trenches outside and that uh -huh. means that only you could have done the murder. And then you have to come in and be like, well, no, that actually means they just walked through the snow. And he's like, yes, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> Let's keep going. He's a real like, no, 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 I do have psychic powers. <laughs> well, deductive powers. Yeah. So, um, in the long and short of it is that uh, we get more details on... We get a flashback with more details on this car crash. Mm -hmm. Jolene, who looks so much younger and more innocent already... She's got softer features. Yeah. She looks like she could be in a, in a real, like, child's manga or child's anime being like, and we're going to sing the song. She wants to call her boyfriend Romeo Rochu. Oh. Because I guess chew is the sound of a kiss in Japanese. Exactly. Uh, I feel like this in particular is a jokey bit, not joke, but just like a dialogue bit that doesn't translate especially well. Not yeah. only because we don't have that onomatopoeia, yeah. but because I feel like, you know, the name Romeo is already so loaded with romantic baggage <laughs> in, in English and, language. And other culture. baggage, yeah. Uh, but it's, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like yeah you yeah. can't really. Increase that at all. But now you can make it cute. 
My mum used to call me Jojo. I want you to call me Jojo. Oh no, I could never do that. I'm absolutely not doing that, <laughs> He's all right? not very interested in her. You're Jolene forever, alright? I'm not getting attached to you. I'm just a mobster that's not Jorno. He's not a mobster, he's just kind of an asshole. He's like yeah, a, fair enough, yeah. He's like a poor man's guile. He's got a flat mean, top. Isn't he part of the gang? No, she is. Yeah, but maybe he is as well. We have no information to go on. True, he just has we a just, flat top and We that's just it. know that he has rich parents. Ah, yes. And also there's a line of dialogue, which is almost something I would say. <laughs> Rotsu, I'm hungies. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, would, that does sound like, yeah, okay. <laughs> Literally any time on like Discord or something, you're like, fuck, I am I am the hungies right now. I don't, know, I don't say hungies. I don't know if that's something. You definitely might... say fingies. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And nucks. Yeah, fingies and nucks. <laughs> We're bringing all the classic bits back. And soon you'll be like, guys, are we hungies? Are we, are we, are we kicking on? Are we hungies? <laughs> 11 p.m. at the club. Guys, we hungies? <laughs> so he's like, anyway, I'm thirsty. Let me have a sip. And she is, of course, drinking a delicious cocktail pink. Of- Tiger? Pink lager? Pink la- That's not even a cocktail <laughs> name, but it's something. And she's like, no, it's 10% alcohol content. And we get a very serious moment where I think Araki is like, Jolene is bad, but she's not that She's bad. not an intoxicated driver. She would never, ever drive drunk. And it's like, Romeo's like, come on, just give it to me. It'll I be just fine. want it. I just and want it. She's just like suddenly very deadpan serious, looks more like Jolene as we know her than we've seen her in this whole flashback to she's like, no. no, you can't. I said no, Romeo. Romeo, look out! There's someone Whoa. on the road! Poof. Well, a guy just like clashes, smashes th- straight through their windshield. His glasses go through it. He's sent flying. And uh, Jolene, no injuries, but definitely mental ones. Yeah, trauma. She's just like, like, we have to go help him. Call the call the ambulance. And he's like, no, Jolene, I'm a special boy and I can't go to prison. If I go to prison, I'll never come back. And I'll never see you again. And I love you, Jolene. Help me hide the body. He's already dead. Jolene, classic dumb Jojo energy is like, I, is this, should I go along well, with this Well, she panics plan? and makes a bad call because there's a truck coming. Yeah. The truck is imminently coming. We get flashes back and forth of Jolene looking at the yeah, truck yeah, coming yeah. and then the truck coming and then her looking at the truck coming and the truck coming and then her looking at the truck coming and it gets faster and faster until they're dumping the body in the boot. Yep. And then we're back in the prison cell and the lawyer is saying, the police believe you were drink driving and stole the car and caused the accident. And Romeo is saying his car was stolen. He sold you out, Jolene. And Jolene's like, he would never. Nah. Nah, maybe he did. And But she, he's like, the lawyer is like, so was he driving the car? And she says, I can't tell you. Ah, she's still honourable, but she's making a dumb decision. It's true. It's very dumb to be honourable in the prison system. Mm -hmm. Jolene, do you know what a plea deal is? If you cop to all the crimes you're accused with, then we can get you a really lenient sentence and you'll be out in like a year. And she's like, oh. Oh, well, I I want a good defence. And he's like, but you could go to jail for five years if I fail. Risk reward, Jolene. Risk reward. And she's like, well, you know, if I'm helping Romeo and and I guess this is an okay deal, you know, it's not that bad. Mm. Fuck, but... Oh. So then we're in the courtroom. Jolene is still in her sexy Spider-Man outfit in the courtroom. <laughs> Big buttons on there as well, I just mm-hmm. noticed. Uh, so she accepts the plea bargain, uh, but there's a double cross. The fix is in because the court accepts the plea bargain with regard to the... Uh, "Quote unquote uh, vehicle stealing, drink dr- reckless driving, drink driving, uh, manslaughter." But right. the 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 supposed wrinkle is that 
the victim was still alive and Jolene has as just confessed to hiding his body in a swamp, causing him to die, considered an act of murder. <gasps> and so Jolene's like, wait. Wait, he, he was, was alive? alive? And the lawyer is like black eyes, dead face, not He's responding. already packing up. Yeah. But I made a deal. I made a deal. 15 years of my... She said it's 15 years in Green Dolphin Street Prison. 15 years of my youth no! gone! I'm No, but that's longer than I anticipated. Let's see if we can get the English audio of that bit. Of oh, 15 years of my yeah. youth? Is that legal? Are we allowed to do that? Sure. It's a trailer. Oh, okay. Fifteen years! Fifteen goddamn years! Fifteen years of my youth gone just like that! And so, defendant Jolene Cujo is sentenced to fifteen years in Green Dolphin Street State Prison, where she will remain under the watchful eye of strict guards to pay for her crimes. R.I.P. Jolene Cujo. God damn. God damn. That's some good ass acting. <laughs> Kira Buckland, get on our podcast. Um, so the lawyer leaves. Jolene's screaming at him. Where are you going? 15 years, not what we agreed on. You bastard. Ah. So she's walked off and the lawyer's like, oh, I'm, I'm sorry, Jolene, but I did my job here today. And uh, he, he walks outside and he's, he's speaking to someone we don't see. And he says, you don't need to worry anymore. She agreed to the plea deal, so she can't appeal the sentence. And Romeo is like, thank you. Thank you so much. You've done so much for me. And then the lawyer gets real huggy and is like, no, thank your rich father <laughs> and your soft, supple skin, I guess. <laughs> but like... Jolene is listening through her string and she realizes that Romeo betrayed her just like the real Romeo betrayed <laughs> Juliet <laughs> by killing himself. Ah, that's true. No. <laughs> And like, cool, like this isn't really mean thing, but I think it's a cool symbolic shot of her string pulling against her handcuffs, and it, mm. with the tension, it snaps, and then obviously the injury is reflected on her. Does it actually snap, or is yeah. it? Yeah, it goes, and then her arm starts to bleed. Oh, that's why. I thought it was just like she was trying to get out, and the guards were like, "Bam!" No, no, no. Ah, there you go. And they chuck her into the back of a of a van, and then she's getting inducted into prison. The aquarium. I saw a good tweet regarding these two guards uh, com comparing the prison guards we see in JoJo's Bizarre Adventure Part 5 Vento Oreo, mm -hmm. who are like Italian supermodels, yep. compared to these two Florida prison guards. Okay, everyone we've seen, there's Tom Cruise, mm -hmm. there's the other unnamed guard with Tom Cruise. Who was less like a mustachioed older man. Yep. Everyone else that we've seen. A real sick freak. Just fucking insane. This woman, she's got like her hair tied up in three tight buns that look like uh, joysticks. Yep, like real big rods of hair. Yeah. Her lips are huge, like massive mouth on her because she shouts a lot. She's responsible for cavity searching and humiliating Jolene. Jolene is given the prison number. F-E-43059. Close. Uh, F-E-43059. F-E-43059. Four, zero, five, three, six. Ooh, damn. Men like you can never change. <sighs> well, guys, I, no. I had a good run. F E four, zero, five, three, six. Ah, oh, what, what's the name of the guy from my name is Jolene Cujo. <laughs> <laughs> Just imagining the entirety of that one song replaced with F E. Yeah, it doesn't, yeah. it doesn't quite add up. Because it's numbers. Yep. <laughs> 
So they want to humiliate her, her to break her spirit by strip searching her, but she's just like, "All right, do you want me on my knees, or I can I can bend over?" Or look, I've I've been strip searched before, big boy. All right, showing that JoJo strength of character in this humiliating situation. Yep. And then she has these classic uh, mug shots taken. Mm-hmm. She's holding up with attitude the uh, the what the what do you call that? The nameplate num- name the ID plate name and prisoner number reference. Yep. She's still allowed to wear her own clothes. Yep. Um, because it's a progressive prison, apparently. Yeah, well, we'll get to that next episode, I think. Okay. All right. Uh, and then she's in her cell. Well, uh, she's looking out the window of this room she's into having her photos taken, the barred window. Ah, yes. And uh, she sees the lawyer walking around uh, who's talking to uh, the prison warden. <laughs> this fucking guy. Who, how would you describe this man's face? All right, so you know Shigechi, right? Yep, let's start with imagine, the base of Shigechi. Yep, imagine a more horrifying, smooth-skinned Shigechi. Yep, you've buffed all the, uh, the spikes out of of his yep. Bart Simpson skull into, so, into one smooth swoop. Uh, immediately, he's like a smooth-skinned goblin, right? That's the basis we're working mm-hmm. with. Imagine he's wearing glasses, but they're underneath his skin. <laughs> That's right? a really good description. Uh, he's got a small... Is it an Alfie? Single tuft of hair coming out of his yep. forehead. Uh, and the back of his head is a, is a spike. Yeah, or a shark it, fin. Yep, a shark fin under the skin again. It's just all head all the time. Like... And a really square jaw as well. Oh dear God! I didn't need that. Didn't square need but that. flat, but also rounded on the edges. Yes, like it could so actually that you can't exist. Trip and hit your head on it. Oh, but no double chin. So he's like, "Oh, you're so hot. Why don't you take a break in the director's office? The AC is on in there." Oh no, I'll just go to my car. I've, I'm done here. I can't do anything else for my client. Ah, oh, so sad. If only I was a better lawyer. No, you're a great lawyer. Don't beat yourself up. Okay, bye. So oh, and Jolene wanted me to give you this note. And it just says... Well, he reads it when he gets into his car. Oh, yeah, true, early. true. So he we, gets in his car and he opens the note, the note and it says... The note says, pass this on to him too. Feeling comfy, but you will keep sweating now and forever. Signed, Jolene Cujo. And what beautiful penmanship on her signature. Jesus Christ. Actually, you know what? Jolene has good... Good, yeah, that's good calligraphy, goddamn. Um, so the lawyer's like, what the fuck does that mean? Well, now to turn on my air conditioning and suffer, suffer no consequences for my betrayal. So he just chucks the note away and Jolene's in watching. A, yeah, in a holding cell being like, I'm not waiting 15 years, I'll come see you. Oh, I'm coming for you. Farewell, my first love, Romeo. And the light is beating down her through the bars. It's very green. Mm. Mm. And uh, we get a shot of the lawyer in his car. He's turned on the AC and he's like, Ah, oh, turn the temperature loosens down. Loosens his tie. Fuck climate change. Fuck my clients. Fuck everything about existence except my job. And then some some stand strings come out of the AC vents. <gasps> I thought they were already there. I don't know. I don't know. There's stand strings around his neck. And they're like tied off, so they're not attached to Jolene anymore, it seems. <gasps> they're mobile. Oh, is that what happened? Yeah, that must have been what happened when she snapped the string on mm, the handcuffs. I see. Perhaps. Maybe. Mm. It makes sense. Anyway, um, and then it's, it's around his neck and it's squeezing and he's choking. He can't breathe. He can somehow see the strings. And he's like, oh, these strings around my neck. I need to, I need to turn up the aircon. The temperature is too low. They're constricting. Oh no! And then he just crashes into a pillar bridge on the pi- uh, uh, pillar on the bridge and has a massive car wreck. And he's just lying there in the dirt being like, uh, uh, with blood everywhere. And Jolene's like, this string reacts to my thoughts and I can manipulate it with my mind. Dad wanted me to protect myself with that charm. I understand. And then we see someone unknown walking through the prison 
with the charm in their hands. I want to believe their name is Miles. Interesting. I just want to. Why? Um, because they're wearing a green uniform and you like that film, The Green Mile? Is that the name of the guy from The Green Mile? No, the name of the movie is The Green Mile. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> You know, look, you miss 100% of the shots that you take and don't get. <laughs> yep. Yep. You do miss 100% of the shots that you miss. Also true. Unless you're a fun little gentleman called Guido Mister. <laughs> <laughs> All those shots hit no matter what. Um, and that's it. That's the whole episode. That's the end of the episode. Fucking what? Prison. Prison. Not what I thought it would be. <laughs> Is this the real prison that like... You know, every other yeah, TV the show. The real is, prison yeah. is prison. Yeah, every other TV show and movie is like, so this is prison. But it's not prison. This is like, nah, this is real prison. All right, this is like reality TV shows you well, the Nick, nice You, you side. can't forget that we're viewing this prison through a prism of anime. Ah! And anime is the also real prison. prison. Yeah, once you're in, you never get out. If you start paying for Crunchyroll, you end up buying a yacht. How does that work? And how can I capitalize off that? <laughs> well, they started advertising fucking yachts on Crunchyroll. Oh my God, really? Really? You not remember this? No, I don't. Actually, my, my um, former housemate Bronwyn said to me recently, uh, with JoJo's on Netflix now, are you going to miss the Crunchyroll ads? And I said, God. yeah. God, I'm, I miss them already. <laughs> I miss that CGI bear. Oh. One day. One day we'll like, go back to Those it. ads for Ruby, which I'll never watch. <laughs> They pay so much money to Beacon convince you. Beacon has fallen, and now Haven is next. And you're like, yep, okay, that's cool. Oh, and guitar. You have to have guitar. And then there's um, um guy the plays quintessential quintuplets. <laughs> the quintessential that was, quintuplets. That was a show we kept getting what asked for. Well, I thought, what was the one that was like, oh, I'm in like a cocoon. And the guy walks in, he's in like, a huh? And she's like, oh, that fucking weird show. Yeah. I oh, can't can begin to remember. Uh, I turned to a spider, but so what? Or something like that. I know our friend Kyle likes that show. Kyle. Anyway, Nick, highlights and lowlights for the first episode of JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. My lowlight is the bit. <laughs> yeah. Uh, let me think, my lowlight. Well, I've got mine in the chamber. Okay, hit me it. with it. Now, it's probably going to be predictable low light from me here. I have no idea what it could possibly be. <laughs> but I feel like it's... If you're making a big deal about having your first female protagonist, mm -hmm. maybe you don't start it off with her, like, getting caught masturbating and... That's fine! What's wrong with that? I don't know, I feel like it sets a sexualized tone for the character that they don't necessarily follow through on, but it's not a great first impression. I guess so. That is true. But you know what you think about when you think about someone masturbating? Jolene Cujo. I was going to say the moon, but also their genitalia. <laughs> so it's like, you know, I don't know. But you, you know, you know, I, I don't. But you know, you're right, you know. It's true, I do know. Yeah. So my low light is probably going to be um, just throwing that charm into the drain. Because you know it's going to come back. You know it's that like, charm is coming back. And it just feels like such a, a dumb, like, oh, now it's in the drain. And it's like, yeah, it's in the drain. It's not really in the drain. Nothing's really in the Nothing's drain. Nothing's really in the drain with Hirohiko Araki. You've got to be careful, particularly in Florida, when you just throw your charms down the drain when you don't want them anymore. Because they grow up and then they, they live in the sewers, granting exactly. stand powers. Exactly. Nick, I believe I forgot to mention that this episode covers chapters 595 through 597 of the manga. That's three whole chapters. That sure is. That's wow. about average, if I recall correctly. Correct. <laughs> nice. 
there were also a couple of other before we get to our highlights a couple of other differences that i just wanted to flag um there was uh mm-hmm. from the manga in this um i understand that uh much like previous anime adapt- adaptations they've um you know cut some incidental scenes better pace the episode mm-hmm. there's an interesting one um where apparently i don't remember this from the manga at all even though i read it, these chapters very recently um where is it? She's in the shower and she's killing someone with her thread. <laughs> no. Oh, well, that could happen, though. <laughs> there was more stuff with Jolene in her straight jacket that we saw her taking off in the start yeah, of her process. Yeah, that mm. just appeared out of nowhere. Yeah. I mean, it made sense, but it just was there and then... Mm. There was more sort of like demeaning processing stuff, like a doctor mm. checking her for uh, contact lenses and other prosthetics. Right, okay. Uh, to make it like, oh, no, you're in a prison. Yeah, yeah, uh, you know that, right. you know. Every prison movie, like, has that bit where they get, like, de-loused. Yep, and... yep. They wash them down. And yeah. It's like, here's your fucking chalk. <laughs> but there was a bit... I don't remember this bit at all from the manga, but a scene of Jolene seeing a transgender patient uh, being injected with hormones and Jolene being impressed that it's a new dawn for humanity. That's weirdly positive. Yeah. yeah. Nice. <laughs> I like that. Yeah. Okay. So, Nick, highlights from this episode. Okay. My highlight probably would have to be... Uh, I don't want to say it's the guy with the weird scum. Okay, I don't want to say that. You're allowed to. We all know it, that's it. It really. clearly brought you such joy. It really fucking did. Um, but just like Jolene, just fucking like as a character brings me such joy as well. Mm. Because I'm like, oh, it's a female JoJo. I wonder where this is going to go. She's like, I don't want to give too much away, but I would say she's not fucking hardcore JoJo. Yeah. Well, she's gone to prison and apparently she's in a gang. So. Yeah, true, true. Um, so I would say my highlight would be the actually, you know what? The highlight would probably be the betrayal because then it's like yeah, like yes. the, the courtroom scene where yeah, all, yeah, that's that's my highlight as because well. it's like it's the perfect oh oh so we knew she was going to get betrayed but this is fucking betrayal yeah, oh yeah. my god like from five to fifteen years it's like oh shit okay and Fuck. and like the question that we have to ask ourselves is was that man actually still alive or is this mm. all part of the fix exactly there's so many layers mm. yeah. Fucking Romeo. Romeo. And we have a clear antagonist of Romeo. We're going to go out and fuck him up, right? But how would you get out of prison? Well, see, with stands... If you just wait for a conjugal visit day... <laughs> that's why it's important to have a sexualized character. Because oh. of the climactic conjugal visit murder. Every full mood, a <laughs> conjugal visit occurs. Nick. Yes. Jolene Cujo has been sentenced to 15 years of her youth... In Green Dolphin Street Prison. Uh, Unclear if the part will take part over all 15 of those years. Well, I did just remind us myself we should check out her profile to see if we have any information about her age and her favourite colour. God, and... I was about to say. <laughs> oh, she looks a bit different. She's got more circular bobs in the manga. Hmm. Age 19. Birthday, 1992. Oh, that's me. No, it's not. Wait, what's her birthday? 1992. No, but what's her birth date? It doesn't say. <gasps> that's not a birthday at all. No. Oh. That's pretty fucking close, though. Yep. Named after the Dolly Parton song, Jolene. Never saw that one coming. <laughs> yep. Japanese-American. Uh, eye colour is uh, in the digital colour manga, Chartreuse or Sea Green in the anime. Chartreuse? Yeah. They've got what a, the fuck is Chartreuse? signature there. Weird Again, that they have that. brilliant penmanship. Yep. What is Chartreuse? It's a colour. But what is it? What is that word? Chartreuse. That's like Cerise. No, it's not. It's chartreuse. I know, but the two words don't, they don't sound like Also known things. as yellow green. Just say yellow. Okay. You're a, Nick, things are allowed to have names. Yeah. Yeah. I like my colours primary. 
and any combination it's thereof. Like your favourite colour is green with no differentiation about particular exactly. shade. R, G, B. Any combination of those has more combinatorial value, but no. According to Hideto Azuma, Araki's editor at the time of Stone Ocean, mm -hmm. he had requested that Jolene's character was to be a man as Weekly Shonen Jump was a magazine for young teen boys. Fuck you! However, Araki <laughs> assisted on Jolene's gender, saying the fact that readers wouldn't accept a female lead was exactly the reason Jolene had to be a woman. Yes. Yeah. Get him, Araki. Yes. We stan. Duh. <laughs> Do you reckon it was like... Yeah, she needs to be a female character because she needs to be cool. And then the editor's like, no, no, no. We all know what those young boys are going to think about when they see Jolene. And then he's like, well, oh, then like, we'll start the... We'll, we'll start, start it with that. The, we'll start with that shit. <laughs> and then we'll be like, yeah. We'll get it out of their system. Exactly. And then once we do that, it's like, fuck. She boss. She fucking banging. She you fucking boss, though. Yeah. Jolene is a song written and performed by American country music artist Dolly Parton. According to Parton, the song was inspired by a red-headed bank clerk who flirted with her husband, Carl Dean, at his local branch around the time they were newly married. Mm -hmm. In an interview, she also revealed that Jolene's name and appearance are based on that of a young fan who came on a stage for her autograph. Hmm. The thumb-picked guitar on the recording is by Chip Young. Ah, classic. <laughs> I'm, pretty, I'm pretty fucking hype. Yeah, so Nick, I was in the midst of asking you... Yeah. Jolene, sentenced to 15 years of her youth. 15 whole years. To Green Dolphin Street Penitentiary. The AKA. Aquarium. Yep. Yep. What will happen next time on JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, part six, Stone Ocean, in the episode entitled Stone Free. Is every single episode going to be stone something? No. Okay, good. Good. Stone free. Wait, stone free? Stone free. Now hang on a fucking second here, okay? Just hang on a fucking second. We're not going to get a one episode prison break, okay? That's not going to happen. We're not just going to be like, I need to get out of this prison. Stand. And now I'm out of prison. End of episode. Like, that's not going to happen. Okay. She will. She has to meet people, right? That's the classic JoJo formula. Yeah. Right? So next well, she, episode. She's already made one friend. Yep. Hermes? Hermes. Yeah. Hermes Costello. Costello. Hermes Costello. Um... So she's already made a friend, but the friend is nebulously something. Yeah, then they're acquaintances. Exactly. They are prison buddies, which in real life is not your friend. <laughs> but here, in JoJo's, hell yeah. Um, so, maybe the person who took the charm... The mysterious person we saw at the end of the episode. Yeah, Miles. Uh, yeah. Maybe... Oh, I don't think they're going to be an antagonist, right? Oh, they, no, they must be. They mu Okay, Okay, the person that took it will be an antagonist. Who will test out this little locket device thingy. The, their own mysterious powers. Exactly. Yep. And they'll be like, that's weird. Does that happen with other people as well? Oh, and start doing the old Keicho Nijimura. Exactly. Just be all like, whoops. And like, just nip them. Just shank people with their <laughs> magic power granting. Well, it is prison. Yep. Um, and then Jolene will be all like, hey. Stop that. You're, you've got weird superpowers like me. Mm -hmm. And before you know it, we're going to be fucking... We're going to be... F this fucking prison's going to be chock full of jokers yes. and two-faces. Yes. yes! Oh, my God. So, I reckon there's going to be one Neither character... Neither of which have any superpowers, but you know what I mean. <laughs> Poison Ivies. There you Mr. go. Mr. Freezes. Uh, Killer Croc. Killer Croc. What's the guy who the keeps Riddler. coming back? The Riddler. Who's the guy who keeps coming back to life? Solomon the Joker. Grundy. Solomon Grundy. <laughs> the... Yeah, true. The Joker, yeah. <laughs> like, but how did you live? Well... 
You have to understand. Oh, I was liked by fans. Raish al Ghul. Raz al Ghul, yeah. But Raz al Ghul's like a title. Raish. Is it? Outside of that one movie, I think so. Oh, okay. I have no idea. I don't know any Arabic man. Um, so Jolene will find a friend and that friend will be a woman. Makes sense. Yep. No, it doesn't because it's a mixed prison. It could be either or. Equality. Sexism is over. Come on, Liam. Come on, get on the... What if there's a kid? <gasps> what if there's a minor that they... Oh. Oh. Okay, here's here's my breakdown of the composition of Friends. It'll okay. be. It'll this be. Is gonna be our, this is going to be our part three onwards style yep. stand team. Yep. So you've got one woman... Is that Jolene? No, no, no. That's the friend. Okay. Right? So you got Jolene. Yep. One woman who's a friend. Yeah. One woman who's like a Barkio, who's like distant. Oh, yeah. The, the tough guy. Like, yep. And is like... Song oh, silent type. I don't want to be around you, but God, do I respect you. Right? In part three, that was Jojo. <laughs> In, uh, got one male who is not enamored with Jolene, but is like, we're going to be best buds. We're going to be great together. Okay. Um, hey Jolene, you seem pretty strong. Maybe you can help protect me in the yard. Sort exactly. Of thing. Uh, then there's going to be a kid who's basically the oh, what's his name? Joker. The <laughs> <laughs> the young one from Part Five. Um, with the from Part Five. With the plane. Oh, Narantia. Um, Narantia. He wasn't the young one. He was just youth- youthful looking. Wait, who was the young one? Then? Fugo was the young one. Ah, Fugo. Sweet innocent Fugo. Oh. Anyway, so we're going to get a kid, and then I reckon. That should be the whole cohort done. And they'll all be fucking badass motherfuckers. <laughs> uh, There's been an animal companion in the last couple. Do you think we'll get any in? No. Okay. Because we're in a prison. Makes sense. So I don't think one of the dogs is going <laughs> to come and be all like, Hey, it's me, a dog. Um, Maybe. So who do you think our antagonist of this story is? Okay, so Romeo is obviously the end goal. Okay, but get, Romeo get is... out, kill Romeo. Exactly, but he's not in prison. So the first antagonist will probably be one of the prison staff. Sure. That's like locked Jolene up and is antagonizing her against the prison system's like rules, right? It's like open up jail cell, be like, hey Jolene, you're locked in here with me. And then pulling a... A, a batten down. Well, that certainly seems consistent with the behaviour we've seen of the guards thus far. Exactly. So it's probably going to be some naughty behaviour mm-hmm. that happens. And then the prison guard will be the first one that's like, fuck, I hate that prison guard. <laughs> and then some lady will be all like, you know what? I hate that prison guard too. It's like, who are you? And then they'll become best buds and fuck up mm-hmm. that prison guard. And then it's like, he's in hospital now. <laughs> Hooray. Yay, we did it. And we'll be like, this is a bad place. And then it's going to be like the warden after that. And then... Uh, yeah, so it's going to be like Romeo's dad who's a senator or something. Something like that. Where like, maybe, maybe if, okay, so my theory is Romeo's in a gang, right? Or maybe since Jolene is in the gang, there'll be other gang members in the prison. Ah. So either they'll be friendly or hostile, depending on the gang leader who's like, you've been compromised, you're in prison, you won't have to go (laughs) to prison, right? Like that sort of style thing. Sure. But some of them might be like, you know what? You're too cool. (laughs) We're not going to overthrow the gang, but man, you... you we'll look the yeah. other way. Yeah. Or the gang leader will be like, hey, help this bitch out, man. Come and do on. you think uh, Jotaro or any of our other Jojo past characters will make an appearance? I mean, Jotaro has to. Like, he did in part four. Did He briefly, briefly in, in part, part five, five. In what I think was a uh, anime only, his side of the phone call. Yeah. Uh, oh, and also the flashbacks with Polnareff. Hmm. Maybe he's just getting old, though. Like, how old would he be now? 30-something? 40 something? So 1988, he was. Uh, so it's 2011, he was 18 ish in 1988. Fuck, so he'd be 40 something. Yeah, up there. Maybe 50. 
If only still... there was some way we could figure that out. Mm. And he's been using that time <laughs> stop a fair bit. Uh, <laughs> Not mm. practicing his ham on breathing. No. <gasps> Stupid Jotaro. Um, maybe... Okay, so he has to show up, right? Possibly also... I want to say Holly for some reason. We're never going to see Holly again. Okay, all right. We never saw Holly again after like one or two cutaways after they left for Egypt. That's true. They were like, Holly? Nah. Um, Okay, well, Jodoro is definitely going to show up. I reckon he might have a bit of a more prominent role as well. Ooh, interesting. Like he'll come for multiple visitations. When he was like a mentor. Yeah, kind of. It'll be like, I hate you, dad. No, let me help you, Jolene. Exactly, right? Where it's like, over time, maybe Jolene will come to love her dad. <gasps> what if Jotaro, like, what if someone comes after Jotaro? Oh no. What if like, what if like Jotaro is like a target and Jolene is like, the, like the, she's like held hostage or something. Oh. They're like, we're going to come after or your dad. Or she's going to break out of prison to go save him or something. Yes. Yes. But then it's like, he gets injured real bad. And she's like, who did this? Oh, revenge. Romeo. Romeo. Get Romeo's got to be in a gang. Romeo has to be in some fucking gang, right? All right, I think we've laid some interesting <laughs> tracks there. Um, yeah. Let's wrap it up. I think Nick, at the time of this episode's release, is probably still going to be working on our new theme song. Yep. So stay tuned for that. It's uh, a painful process. <laughs> Big but thanks. now, you know, now that you've seen an episode, maybe that'll spark some inspiration for you. I think so. I think I get the vibe now. Yeah. I think I think prison blues is a good one. Yep. I think you know some twelve bars going to happen. We'll see. Cool. Um, Big thanks to me. The, the only thing keeping <laughs> me sane in the dark ages. Revolutionary Girl Utana. And JoJo's World Out of Context. Ah. Holy shit. They ran out of quotes. Hooray. Right as we start. But man, it's good shit. It is good shit. We love to see ourselves depicted by other people. It makes me very happy when I see me being like, I don't remember saying this, but I'm glad I did. Yes. On record. Being like, you know who needs to die? All people above the age of 40. And it's like, if that was recorded down somewhere... Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'm glad. Yeah. Um, so, TBC, how it'll shake out exactly over the... Our schedule will shake out over the upcoming end of year break and mm-hmm. things like that. You know, we might have some holidays planned or whatever. We haven't talked about that. Yep. Um, and also, whether we want to hit the ground running and get a couple under our belt. But we're thinking, uh, just for our own work-life balance right now, in the long term, uh, Stone Ocean is going to be a fortnightly run. Yep. Uh, but, you know, that will, of course, shrink the inevitable off-season following it. So, you're welcome. <laughs> Look, we do this for you, not us. <laughs> all we ever crave is more JoJo's. That's all I want. And until then, to, to be, be continued. continued.